This podcast is to minister to students at South Floyd Elementary and beyond. My name is Walter Ord, and I am the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, sponsor at South Floyd Elementary. Please pray for this endeavor and submit any prayer requests that you may have as well. Guests on this podcast will provide music, devotionals, testimonies, and prayer for you. Let us know if you have any suggestions or questions. Thank you, and God bless you. Hey, how you doing, Brother Walter? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, can you hear me okay? I, I can hear you just fine. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad that uh, you were able to, to join us this evening. I want to welcome you to the Raider FCA podcast. And uh, before before I get started and uh, ask you to introduce yourself, would it be okay if I uh, um, pray for you? Most certainly. Most certainly. Okay, great. Um Dear Lord, I thank you for this time that uh, you've given to us. And Lord, I just ask that you, you bless uh, Brother Slade and bless his family and uh, bless Jennifer and Solomon and Zach, Lord, and uh, just protect them and provide for them and um, help them, Lord, and bless their ministries and bless uh, the work at uh, Lee Street Baptist Church. Lord, I just ask that uh, you just bless this uh, podcast, Lord, and everything be done and said uh, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Well, I thank you for joining us. And uh, before uh, we start, uh, would you care to um, introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Certainly. Uh, I'm Pastor Slade Stinson. Uh, I was pastor at First Baptist McDowell from 2010 to 2014. I'm now pastor at Lee Street Baptist Church in Enterprise, Alabama, my hometown, and uh, just really been, I've been there almost four years now, too, myself, and so it is uh, just a, just a, I have my wife and Jennifer, named Jennifer, and my oldest son is Solomon, and my youngest son is Zachary, and it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. Okay, wonderful. Um, just whenever you're ready, um, just go ahead with your message. And okay. If you, need, if you need me to comment or, you know, anything, just I'll, I'll be right here with you. Okay. Um, I want to just share just a little bit from with you from the book of Matthew. I've been preaching through the gospel of Matthew, I guess now for almost a year and a half, maybe, or two, maybe. I'm not sure exactly, but close to that. And uh, I'm in Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 through 8 looking at Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. And what, I, what you'll find in this story, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, in my, Matthew's account, you see Jesus beginning really actually in chapter 8 uh, on a healing. Let me make something clear, that Jesus necessarily didn't come to, to, to earth and be with us uh, just at the healing ministry. He, his message would be heard, and at times, he would heal so people, it would authenticate his message or make his message more real to people and understandable. Or sometimes he did it just out of the grace of his, of his goodness of his heart, uh, d- just to show who he was, to show his divinity, his show that he was God in the flesh. He is 100% man and 100% God. Matthew 9 verse 1 says, And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. Behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. 
And behold, some of the scribes uh, said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? Let me stop there and I'll, I'll, st- I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. There's two things I'd like you to understand from this passage. Uh, number one, the only person, if you look really close and read it from verse one to verse eight, the only person that ever utters a word that's recorded is Jesus. No one else says anything. And notice, even when he speaks to the Pharisee, who were the very religious uh, people of his day, gave Jesus a a, a great bit of trouble uh, during his ministry. And some of them didn't, but most of them did. Uh, He says he he knew their thinking. He knew what they were thinking in their their thoughts. And knowing their thoughts, it says in verse 4. But he also says, notice too in verse 2, that, when he was teaching, he was preaching, and they crossed over to the other side into his own city, which is a place called Capernaum. Uh, as where he did a lot of his ministering at there in, in Capernaum. And behold, it says, it means to look. In verse 2, it says, some people brought to him a paralytic, a man who couldn't walk, who was obviously sick. It doesn't tell us how long he was that way or if he was born that way. Lying on a bed, and when Jesus saw their faith, in other words, the people who brought Jesus to them, uh, we 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 know that from the other gospels that uh, they tore a hole in the roof and lowered the man down in front of Jesus because a lot of people don't ever get this far and think as as far as with Jesus we see clips of movies and people try to recreate you know some of the his lifetime on earth through film and whatnot but when Jesus was on the earth ministering during the years he ministered, there was throngs of people, thousands of people, multitudes, the Bible says, that would press against him all of the time. This is why he gets out into a boat, and then he comes out to his own city. One time he got out into the boat, there were so many people around just so he could teach. And so he, and that's why you find Jesus often, too, would slip off by himself, but to pray and to just get some, get rest, because there was a human side to him, too, that needed to, re- to rest and to pray. But notice that it says, take heart, my son, in verse 2. This paralytic now is laying on the bed, and Jesus saw their faith. He didn't hear them testify of faith. He didn't hear them uh, give any sort of testimony or anything. He saw their faith, and he said to the paralytic, who is not recorded saying anything, take heart, my son. That means be encouraged. Be encouraged. You notice he uses the word, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Now, my friends and brothers and sisters and young people that are listening, if you are, the only way that you can be a son in that, the way that word is phrased and, that's in, and have forgiveness of sin is to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Not everybody is a son or daughter of God. The only way that you could be a son or daughter of God is if you have repented of your sins, you have placed your trust, all of your faith, all of your belief, all of your everything into Christ and Christ alone. And then you become his son or his daughter. Someone who, everyone is a, cre- is a creation of God, but only those who know him are in an intimate way and have turned from sins are those who are actually his sons and daughters. And come to know, and I mean, it shows intimacy in, in who he is, being close to him and knowing him. And obviously he knew this man's heart. So he said, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the 
scribes and said, and Pharisees said to themselves, this man blasphemes. Blaspheme is a word, big word, and it's just real simple. It means to dishonor God or have no respect for God in any kind, no honor for God in any way. Uh, cursing, using God's name as a cuss word is another form of blaspheming and uh, just taking God's name in vain. Uh, and so they're saying that Jesus himself is doing this, but Jesus knowing their thoughts now. That's another key thing to circle, too, is Jesus knowing their thoughts. Think about that just for a moment. He knows everything that you've ever thought, ever will think, and even things that you don't think he knows. He knows you better than you know yourself. That means he's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. There's nothing that you can hide from Christ. There's nothing. He knows you from the—he he, he knew you before you were ever placed in your mother's womb. He says, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? Verse 5, he says, for which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. That's a great, uh, just, just take, it kind of takes your breath away because what Jesus does is he puts these religious leaders who are always against him, it seems, and I, again, not all, but most. He puts them in a, in, in, a, in a kind of a pickle here. They have to admit he is exactly who he says he is, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Messiah, they have to, and they knew what he meant by that phrase. And and and, and so and, and st we can be like this. We can either be like the paralytic or we can be hard-hearted like these religious people were. And we can accept Jesus or we can turn away from Jesus. And they would rather uh, turn away. They and, Jesus, but not, and again, let me go back to the beginning. No one ever says anything recorded except for Jesus and uh, just set for Jesus. That uh, he's, see, he, he's seeing all of these people's hearts, all of their thoughts, in other words. And so be warned of that. He knows your every thought that you'll ever think and ever have, ever have uh, thought ever in your whole life. And that's a, that's a mind-boggling thought. But we must not be like the Pharisees. He said, which is harder for me to do? Is it easier for me to get forgive sins or to say, rise up, take your mat, and walk. And he performed a miracle right in front of them, and their hearts still weren't changed. And what it is, they were so against him that they were not about to admit openly anyway that, that, they, that he is the Son of God because only, the, only God could do so both things. Only God can forgive sin, and only God could say to a paralytic man, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. And both things occurred. So remember this. No matter where you are in this life, and I know we're going through some very difficult times, have courage. Be like the man, the man. Jesus said, be of good courage. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. And if you'll come to Christ today, if you don't know him, you simply come to Christ with a humble heart. Humble yourself before the throne of grace and ask him to save you. Turn from sin. Turn to God and embrace Jesus for what he's done through his death on the cross, through his burial, he was there three days, and after three days, he rose up from the grave. 
to grant us victory over our sinfulness. Now, with that being said tonight, I, I would just ask if, if just listen to the words, humble yourself and pray. And you, you get along with God and he will come to you. I promise he can, he can penetrate the heart of any person because he knows the heart of every person. Thank you. And I pray that you are blessed by this. And I'll ask Walter if he has any questions or anything to add at this point. No, I uh, thank you so much for this message. It is uh, really, really amazing um, how much grace God extends to us. Yes. Because, uh, we broke his law, we sinned, and we deserve death. And he provided Jesus to die for our sins to pay that penalty. But then the Bible also says that nobody took him up on that. Right. But then he still loved us enough to keep coming after us. And for somebody to love us that much, I think it's it's well worth just giving in to him and repenting and turning to him and serving him because it, it's a good life. It really is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's a it's one. And once you realize it, it goes back to what you just said. Once you like, realize that we we come to that point in life, and I do believe most people do at some point. That I don't. Only God knows when. But with every person, but I do believe that. We, we realize, finally realize, where we transgress the law of God and we have sinned against God. And, and we understand that. Then we begin to understand just how much grace has been extended to us that we, you know, mercy and his grace that we don't deserve. And it, and, and it makes you, it should make you appreciate uh, who he is and what he accomplished for all of mankind. Yes, it really is amazing. And, you know, I thank you again for uh, joining us this evening. And I, I hope that uh, you'd be um, you'd be willing to join us again sometime in the future. But uh, before we finish, would you care to pray for the South Floyd area, uh, South Floyd Elementary, their staff and the children and their parents and the whole community in that area? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this opportunity to be on this podcast, and I pray that. Lord, you'll send it to ex and it'll land upon the ears of exactly who you've laid it out to do. And Lord, I know your word will never return unto you void or and, and nothing you do will ever be done in vain. And it'll always accomplish what you exactly set it out to do. And I trust you in that, Father. And I thank you for Brother Walter. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray for everyone in the South Floyd area at South Floyd Elementary, all of the students and the staff and Lord, the teachers and administration and coaches and custodians, Lord, everybody, our lunchroom people, Lord, everybody that puts in a hard day's work there and learns. And, and I pray for our students to grow, not only in their schoolwork, but grow in Christ. And I pray they would come to know Jesus. And I pray that you would heal all those who are sick, that, Lord, who may be dealing with this, uh, the COVID-19. And we're all having to, to adjust schedules and adjust all kinds of things with that. But, Lord, you're still in control and you always will be. And Lord, I just put our, we put our faith and our trust in you and may your spirit rest upon Walter and his family. Lord, I pray upon every family, I pray that the spirit of God rest upon every family in the South Florida area and the McDowell area and, and beyond. And I thank you for, again, for a blessed opportunity to bring a, a, a message. And I pray that it, again, lands on fertile ground, that you would be glorified, Lord, that, and we would thank you for all that you're doing. Father, we ask and pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. And again, uh, Brother Slade, I thank you so much for this. And 
I look forward to, to talking to you again. Hey, I do too, Walter. I appreciate it so much. It's been my pleasure, and it's been a, it's been a, it's so, it's just been such a blessing. And I appreciate you so much. Well, I'm, I'm really glad, and I, I just pray that uh, God's name is lifted up, and He, He gets glory, and, and like you prayed that this message will go out to exactly who um, He wants to hear. Amen. Amen. Well, I will go ahead and let you go for now, and I thank you again for, for joining us. All right, Walter, you be have a good, you have a great evening. Okay, and you too. Bye bye. Bye bye.